Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, Box13 at GreatDetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. Before we do get started, I want to uh, remind you the show is brought to you by the support of our listeners. You can support the show at support.greatdetectives.net. Also, be sure and check out the other uh, program we're running, the Old Time Radio Superman Show at laserandsword.com. And you can review our entire series of The War at otrdetectives.com slash the war. Well, now it's time for Easy Money. Uh, this is uh, the seventh episode of the series. Original air date, November 14th of 1954. And the title is Galloping Ivories. <laughs> National Broadcasting Company presents another program in a new series exposing the inside secrets of gamblers, racketeers, and con men. It's called Easy Money. Easy Money? There's no such thing as easy money. Mike Trent, the ex-magician turned rackets detective, is an expert on easy money schemes, gyps, frauds, and swindles. Tonight, he blows the lid off of one of the vicious gambling rackets that's being worked in this country year after year. This one's called Galloping Ivories. And here's Mike Trent to tell you about it. Thank you, Bill McCord. Professional gamblers are so used to trimming their victims that sometimes they get impatient. They see a chance for a fast cleanup and they jump at it, especially if they feel they've got a soft touch for their prey. My story tonight is about a big operator who got mixed up with some kids who came mighty close to wrecking their lives. It opens in the back room of one of the suburban gambling clubs where the boss's right-hand man had just brought in his report of the night's receipts. It's nice night, Soapy. That's the biggest take we've had in three weeks. Yeah. Only look, Gunner. Giving this kid, Junior Alwyn, sky-high credit, that don't seem so sharp. No? How much did he lose tonight? 820 bucks. All we got is this little piece of paper. 820, eh? That makes uh, $7,160 altogether. Yeah. I'll take all that kind of paper I can get. Well, Gunner, how are you going to collect? His old man said the last time he settled up, you wasn't paying any more crap game debts for Junior. I know. Old man Elwin ain't the kind of guy we will stand for muscle. Don't worry. I'm not planning to put any heat on Junior's daddy. You... I don't get it. That's fine, Soapy. If you don't get it, Junior won't either. You and young Elwin are about on a par on brains. Yeah, look, boss. You don't need to get nasty. <laughs> don't I? Listen, Sophie, I'd like to run that Junior Elwin account up to about uh, $15,000. You mean uh, fast? Fast. Give the kid a break. Let him double up. Get him to uh, shoot the works trying to get even. You, you, you're going to let him get even? Now, what do you think? The minute the bill gets up to fifteen grand, tell the kid I want to see him. Well, if you say so. I do say so, and uh, don't scare him. Be nice to him. Yeah, I should be nice to a dumb phony who owes us all that dough. All what, though? I'm playing for big stakes, Soapy. $15,000 is just my first roll. Okay, Gunner, you're going to roll like that. Be sure you're throwing your own dice. Soapy, when I gamble, 
I never take chances. Well, Mr. Elwin, I haven't seen you for a long time. Have a chair. Thanks. Your dice man said that you wanted to see me, Gunner. If it's about money, I... Money? What's that? <laughs> Your credit's always good for a few hundred dollars in my gambling club, Junior. Thanks. I know your father gives you a nice allowance, and I know you're the kind of fellow who thinks a gambling debt is important. You're a gentleman. Thanks again. A few hundred dollars doesn't mean any more to you than it does to me. If you don't have it, I know you will get it. Well, I've been having a lousy run of luck lately, Gunner. But it's bound to change sooner or later. I never worry much about gambling losses. Well, that's one of the things I like about you, Junior. Well, I bet you could run up a bill of $1,500 without batting an eyelash. I, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> You're a natural gambler. The smart kind of a gambler. Why, I haven't even checked on your account. Fine. <laughs> By the way, Junior, how does your account stand? Why, uh, well, I've been having rotten luck, Gunner. Well, that's what you told me. Well, how rotten? I owe you $15,000. Fifteen. That's an awful lot of money, Junior. I'm a little surprised. I'll pay off. Don't you worry. I never worry about anybody paying off. Let's uh, face facts. Where will you get $15,000? Wait, I'll get it. Where? I'll borrow it. You couldn't borrow 15 bucks. Well, it'll take a few days, of course. Pucker up your lips more when you whistle in the dark, kid. I give you six months, you couldn't raise the money anyway, short of killing your old man. You've been playing me for a sap, and I'm getting sore. You said I could have all the credit I wanted. You let me oh, run up... Oh, shut a... up. If there's anything I hate, it's a whiny loser. I'm not whining. You but... kept right on doubling up until you found yourself in a spot. I'm not you... in a spot. I. Oh, no? Well, guess again, Junior. You're in a real spot. What do you mean? I run this gambling club to make money. Maybe that never occurred to you. If I let one loser welch on me, Get by without paying. I quit making money. I said I'd pay. I have a couple of pretty fair ways to collect, kid. Collect or else. You wouldn't dare. Oh, don't lay any odds on that one, kid. When you're on a place like mine, you'd be surprised what you dare. What do you want me to do? Well, now you're talking sense. Well? You run around with a pretty speedy bunch of kids, huh? You want me to steer some of my friends to your club? I wouldn't have them cluttering up the place. But, uh, I'd like to meet a few of them, uh, outside. What do you mean? From what I uh, read in the papers, you're uh, quite a party boy. Well? Well, I like parties, too. I'd uh, like to be invited to a few parties of yours. I don't get it. You and I are going to be partners, Junior. Partners? We're going to pal around together. You introduce me as a friend who's just come to town. We start a few little, um, five-dollar crap games. I still don't get the idea. You can't make up $15,000 in a $5 game. Did you ever see a $5 crap game stay in that class? You started playing here with dollar chips and you owe me fifteen grand. Get me the suckers, I'll get you 15000 back and a lot more besides. Oh, but I, I couldn't do that to my friends. Oh, no? I bet you could, Junior. And what's more, I bet you will. I'll bet you two to one. Want to take me? No, I guess not. It looks like they're your dice.
Gorman was the life of your party, huh? That's the funny part of it, Mr. Trent. He was. Everybody liked him. And he didn't even suggest a crap game. I suppose you did. Yes, when he gave me the high sign. And I'll bet Gunnar Gorman was lucky, wasn't he? Well, not at first. Oh, no, no. Not while you were shooting for five dollars a roll, I suppose not. The game couldn't have been crooked, Mr. Trent. They were my dice. But Gorman knows something about the game I don't know. How much did he win? Five thousand dollars. He said it cut my loss to twelve thousand five hundred because we're partners and I get credit for twenty five hundred. Mm-hmm. He's giving your friends a chance to get their money back, of course. Oh, yes. He uh, put on a good act. Like he was embarrassed at taking their money. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a very clever operator. He's taken a hotel room and the rest of the crowd think he's just in town for a few days. He's throwing a party at the hotel tonight to give them a chance to get even. Well, just where does this concern me? Well, I may be a heel. Everybody seems to think so, even Gorman. At least I've been a prize sap. But I'm darned if I'll double-cross my friends. You've already done that, haven't you? Well, I was scared, I guess. And there didn't seem to be anything else to do until I saw Gunnar Gorman take their money because they trusted me. Well, what do you expect me to do about it? Well, I may be dumb, but I don't think Gorman's on the level. If he is, I'll go to Dad and take my medicine, whatever it is. But if he isn't playing fair, I'd like to catch him. Mm. From what you've told me about him, Gorman will be rough if he finds that you're double-crossing him as well as everybody else. I guess I had that coming to me, all right. Well, it's nothing to what you'll have coming if Gorman discovers you're trying to trap him. I thought it was your business to catch crooked gamblers, racketeers. Oh, it is, it is. But there's one type of gambler I dislike almost as much as the crooks, and you're that type. Oh, now, Mr. Trent, after all, you well, don't need Well, it's true. A... People who get a big thrill out of hobnobbing with dirty, cheating criminals until their charming friends take them and then come crying for help. But I'm not crying for myself. I can't let him rob my friends on my say-so. I don't even know that the man's a crook. He wouldn't need to be, you know. To win so surely and certainly? Oh, Gorman knows the dice odds backward and forward. He knows his chances on every roll of the dice. He could play percentages and win. But sooner or later, in the most honest game in the world, he'd clean them out because dice is his business, and he knows his business. But $5,000 in one little Look, game... Look, there's no rougher, tougher, faster form of gambling ever been invented. One flop of the dice, he can make more money than a whole evening of poker. $5,000 would make me think Gorman was holding back. One of my best friends, Marge Terrence, lost 1500 of it. That makes me feel worse than anything else. She... Well, I'm sort of crazy about her. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean there were girls in this dice game? And will be in the next one? Yes, Mr. Trent. That's why I'd appreciate your help. Well, I won't take the case to help you or your friends. You all need a good spanking when you need help. But you will take the case? Yeah, on one condition. What's that? It's understood I'm doing it strictly to put Gorman in his place. Swell. There's nothing swell about it. Do you have a revolver? Gosh, no, I'd be scared to death of one. Well, you're going to be scared because you'll be carrying one. But why? You might need it. You've crossed up your dad and he's taken it. You've crossed up your friends, they don't know it. They wouldn't do much about it if they did, probably. But if Gunnar Gorman ever finds you're double-crossing him... You think he'd get tough? Well, I think there's undoubtedly a very good reason for his nickname being Gunnar. Feeling so big about winning five grand at a party. The joint does better than that most any night. Well, you're going to meet some nice people at the party, Soapy. Me? Hey, listen, Gunner. Why, hadn't I told you, Soapy? You're going to be my butler this evening. Me carting trays of sandwiches around? <laughs> Look, boss, I stood for a lot, but... It... Well, it's a chance to see the elite at play, Soapy. I suppose you want me to be loaded down with fake dice like an old copy of the police gazette. Oh, don't be naive, Soapy. Don't be... Huh? We won't use our dice. Uh, 
Are you kidding? Now bring their own dice. These are respectable people, Soapy. I never see the guy so respectable. I trust his dice. You gotta be sure of winning, ain't you? I win. Don't you worry your little brain about that. You ain't no dice mechanic. I don't have to be. Not with a thick pile rug on the floor of our hotel suite. And with a good thick pad beneath it. Huh? Listen, Gunny. You ain't give him the old blanket roll. No? Why not? You couldn't get away with ain't where a crapshooter in the country doesn't know about the soft roll. I'm not dealing with crapshooters, Soapy. I'm playing with wealthy no-goods who want a thrill. I have so much money that the only kind they'll show any interest in is easy money. I'll be disappointed if I don't win $50,000 tonight. And they'll come back and back. This is just the start. But you'll have to give Junior Elwin half the profits, won't you? Oh, you need a head cleaning, Soapy. After tonight, my partnership with Junior is dissolved. Well, can you can you do that? He might squawk. He wouldn't dare. If he lets these saps know anything, they'll find out he was working with me, helping play them for suckers. You think he'd do that? Who'd be coming around here with the sun still out? We'll get the door. Find out. Oh, hello, Junior. Hi, Gunner. I thought I'd better warn you. There may be trouble tonight. Oh, yeah? Listen, bright boy, if there's any trouble, you know who'll wind up with it, don't you? I, yeah. That's why I thought I should tell you. All right, what's up? You remember Marge Terrence, the girl who lost so much money? How could I forget her? Well, her brother found out about it. And he's kind of a hothead. You don't say. Well, what about her brother? Well, he blames me for letting Marge lose so much money. And he threatened me. Threatened you? How? He said unless I brought him to your party tonight, he'd beat me up. He wants a chance to win that money back for Marge. Man, just when you get to thinking Christmas is five or six weeks away, here comes Santa Claus. Don't be too sure. Tim Terrence has a reputation for being awfully lucky. Oh, I like him lucky. The rest of the crowd's going to the theater, just as they'd planned, and then dropping in here afterwards. But Marge's brother, uh, Tim's his name, he wanted to come up here earlier with Marge and me. Just can't wait, huh? Mr. Gorman, I, I know you think you're pretty hot with the dice, but... I'm warning you, Tim Terrence is plenty lucky. Well, maybe his luck's due for a change. Bring him around. The earlier the better. Well, don't say I didn't warn you. I won't, Junior. I won't say a thing. Except thanks. Oh, Mr. Gorman, I think your butler or valet or whatever he is is a character... Where in the world did you ever find him? <laughs> I picked him up in a rough and rugged gambling joint, Miss Terrence. He's a real authentic type. And such a wonderful name. Soapy. All right, cut it out, Marge. I haven't met Mr. Gorman yet. Oh, pardon me. Uh, this is Marge's brother, Gunner. Tim Terrence. How do you know? You folks are a little early. Yeah. Yeah, Marge told me how you took her money last night. Well, Gorman. she didn't have very good luck. You sure it was luck? Luck. Timmy, be nice now. I don't like cracks like that, Terrence. Well, I don't like having my sister Marge lose $1,500 either. Oh, Tim, be yourself. I can afford it. She doesn't know a thing about the game. Shooting craps with her is like taking pennies out of a baby's piggy bank. Look, Terrence, I didn't ask her into the game. The game wasn't even my idea. She lost. The money doesn't mean anything to me. I'm giving her every chance in the world to get it back. You better be careful about your insinuations. Well, you sound very noble, Mr. Gorman. 
Yeah, you're a great guy, all right. Taking money away from a girl who doesn't even know what the game is all about. Listen, boss, you want me to give this bird the bums right? Just stay out of this, Soapy. I, uh, suppose you're quite a crapshooter yourself, Mr. Terrence. You bet I am. Oh, he's simply wonderful. He's won money from real professionals. You don't say. He talks to the dice. He says the craziest things about fever and Decatur and new shoes and... Go ahead, Timmy. Tell them some of the things. I think I've heard him, lady. Uh, you're a real hot shot uh, crapshooter, hmm? Hot enough to cool you off. And you need to be taught a lesson. You think you could do it, huh? You bet I can. I'd just as soon take your money as your sister's. I just bet you would. Well, it looks to me like there's only one way to settle this. Oh, yeah? Sure, with the dice. You and Tim. But I want to play, too. Now, you stay out of this, much. I'm going to give Gorman a lesson he needs. I'm uh, not in the habit of carrying dice around with me. Uh, it just happens I got some in my pocket, boss. Here. I'll uh, just take a look at those, if you don't mind. Oh, sure. Go right ahead. Look them over all you like. You think I'm a crook, huh? I'm reserving my opinion. Give him the sinker test if you want to. Go ahead. The sinker test? Isn't the terminology of this game fascinating? I love it. What does it mean? The sinker test means, lady, that you drop the dice in a tall glass of water and let them sink to the bottom. I can't imagine why anybody would drop dice into a glass of water. On account of you can tell that way if the dice is loaded. If the same points come up every time you drop them, well, they are. They're loaded. Mm-hmm. Well, he seemed to be all right. Of course they're all right. Oh, we'll uh, have to clear all this stuff off the table before we can shoot. Oh, well, that's too much trouble. Get down on the floor, on the rug. It's more fun that way. On the rug? Well, yeah, sure. Okay. I'll bet ten dollars. Huh? Ten dollars? I thought you were such a red-hot sport. Well, before you get red-hot, Gorman, you have to get warmed up a little, you know. Ten dollars. Okay, big shot, you covered. Go ahead, roll them out. I won't even bother looking for that kind of money. Oh, Tim, a 12. The highest point you can make. That ought to be worth something. Lady, that's boxcars. You get many of them, you ain't going to be traveling in style. I'll shoot another 10, Gorman. You're covered, big shot. Six deuce. Ada from Decatur, huh? All right, come on. Dice, show the folks you know your arithmetic. Let's make the point with a 5-3. Shake, rattle, roll. Two and two is four. That's half of what you're after. Well, we'll get the rest of it this time, March. And six deuce right back. Okay, I'll let the twenty ride. Six two. But, Timmy, you said you'd make the eight with a five three. Does it count this way? I thought you wanted to get your sister's 1500 back. We've been going half an hour, and I'm 70 bucks ahead. This way we'll shoot all night, and nobody will get anywhere. Well, the dice haven't gotten hot for me yet, I can tell. Yeah, well, I'm tired of this penny ante stuff. Maybe your sister's ready to shoot for some real money. Why, sure. Now, you keep out of this, Marge. You're not going to win her money back for her this way. Your sister makes you look like a piker. All right. All right, if you feel that way about it, Gorman, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll shoot the whole 1500 she lost all in one roll. Oh, Timmy, that's a lot of money. Put it up, big shot. Well, uh, suppose you cover it, too. Here's mine, ain't it? I've got it covered. Don't worry. Go ahead, shoot. Oh, Tim, how wonderful. A seven. That wins. Yeah, something tells me. Not Sophie. Well, I guess that was all I needed. Now I'm getting hot. I'll let the 3,000 ride. Well? You're covered. But, boss, will you stay out of this? 2,500, uh, 3,000. Go ahead, roll them out. Yeah, you bet. 
All right, be good to proper dice for 3,000 nice big dollars. Be alert, dice. Come on, you sit. Oh, too bad. A five. Fever. Get hot, dice. Let's five right back. A bank account waiting for money. Little old easy five. Come on, dice. Eight. Five, deuce. Five for Papa. Just one little five is all I ask. Six, that's close. Oh, I'll get closer than that. Come on, I'll be good, dice. There it is. And up jumps a five, so I let the six thousand ride. You're covered, bright boy. Boss, can't you see? You shut up. You're covered, Terrence. Shoot. Okay, dice. Let's have an eleven this time to break the monotony. Ride high, wide, and handsome on a wave of prosperity, Dice. Oh, I'm sorry, Marge. I said I'd make an 11, and it's a 7. But that wins, Tim. Boss, you ought to call this guy. Will you keep your mouth shut? You mean he's doing something crooked? I've been watching, and I don't see anything. You wouldn't. Is somebody insinuating I'm crooked? I haven't said a thing, bright boy. You're letting the 12,000 ride? Sure, if you can cover it. I can cover a lot more than that, Sonny. Get the uh, leather bag out of the bedroom, Soapy. Boss, this is your fault. Have you no keep still, Soapy? I'll... Will you get the bag? Okay, boss. Timmy, I think this is perfectly marvelous. And it's so honest, too. What? He told you how good he was before he started taking your money. There you are, boss. Right. All right, there you are, bright boy. You think I'm going to run short of money? Look it over. What? There's a fortune in that bag. Yeah. Anybody who's good enough to take it away from me can have it. If they take it honest. Is that a crack? Oh, no, I'm not saying a thing. Your 12,000's covered. Go ahead. Roll them out. Nothing will give me more pleasure, Mr. Gorman. What would you like? What do you mean, what would I like? A point or a natural? Oh, don't be so smart. Just go ahead and roll. All right, if that's the way you feel about it, okay. Tim, aren't you forgetting something? What? You aren't talking to the dice. Oh, oh well, I don't have to, Marge. With $24,000 on the line, I don't want to disturb the dice. I'll just roll them out like this, you see? You win. A four and a three. A beautiful four and three. Prettiest little dice faces I ever saw in my life. Just look at their eyes. All seven of them. All right, save the comedy. Boss, you ain't got... Will you shut up? All right, Terrence. You've had your fun. What do you mean? I just wanted to see how far you'd go with it. What are you talking about? Oh, you think I'm a sap? You've been giving those dice the old blanket roll. What does he mean, Tim? He knows what I mean, all right. I've been watching him. He's been using the blanket roll every time. I don't see what you mean. Well, it looks like you'll have to tell them. I'll woman. tell them, all right. On any soft surface, like a bed or a blanket or a rug of this kind, the dice roll in a straight line. If you hold them right, you see? Here. Like this. What difference does it make whether they roll in a straight line or not? The difference between winning a fortune and depending on luck. I don't get it. I don't either. Oh, that's because you're dopes. You hold the dice side by side in your hand. On the first roll. With a six on one dice facing an ace on the other, you see? The two faces against each other. Well, there isn't a chance in the world of rolling a deuce or a twelve. And the odds are two to one in your favor, coming up with a seven. But you might explain the rest of it to him, Gorman. On the off chance that you roll a point, the faces of the dice you hold against each other determine how you'll make the point. You see, the dice roll over and over, but not sideways. So you admit you were using the blanket roll, huh? Well, I never said I wasn't. But, boss, why did you let him get away with it so long? Well, I'll tell you, Soapy. Because he didn't want to expose his own racket unless he had to. He didn't want to let Junior and Marge see how they'd been losing their money. Oh, you know all the answers, don't you? When I lost the 1500 we rolled the dice on a rug just like this one. Smooth and soft. And you had just as good a chance to roll them right as I did. The dice aren't crooked. You got no beef. Should I pick up the dough, boss? Why no, Soapy? I'm really shocked at you. We aren't going to have any strong arm stuff. Mr. Terrence won the money. You mean... He won it the same way I won it from these suckers. But we're just going to roll a few more hands, and, uh... Well, this time, 
I'm going to handle the dice. Mike, that Soapy, he has a gun. Didn't you expect he would have? You won't get hurt, mister, if you play along with Gunner like he wants. You see, I wouldn't dream of hijacking you. All I want is the same chance you had. You have uh, $24,000 on the table, and I uh, cover it. But this time I roll the dice. It's all fair and square. That's certainly making armed robbery refined. All right, give me the dice, mister. Well, sure. And uh, you'll have no beef when I take it. Six and an ace uh, facing each other, the same way you held them. Any complaints? Oh, no, no, no. Not a complaint in the world. <laughs> For uh, $24,000. <laughs> I could roll naturals all day. Well, aren't you even going to shake them? Oh, why bother? You and I both know how it works. I'll uh, just give them a nice, gentle roll. He rolled boxcars. Twelve. Hey, hey, what's going on here? Well, I don't know, Gorman. They're your dice. Want to shoot again? You're losing your grip, boss. Keep still. Just take care of that gun. Would you like to shoot again? Just a minute. I'm going to give these dice a few rolls here. Well, well, well. Another 12. And another one. I ain't seen so many boxcars since I was riding the rods. What are you done to these dice? Well, they're your dice, Gorman. You ought to know how to handle them better than that. Maybe you're nervous. I'll bet he isn't hot. It's just not his knife. Grab up the money, Soapy. What? I thought you were keeping this technically on the up and up, Gorman. Oh, you're lucky I'm not having Soapy put a slug through you. Keep him covered, Soapy. Don't I even get my 15 You're lucky to get out of here alive. I don't believe I'd take that money, Soapy. Because the minute your fingers touch it, I shoot Gorman. I've got him covered. You, uh, you... Yes, yes, Soapy. You want to risk a lot of trouble, Soapy, go right ahead and pick up the money. You see, Junior wouldn't have to worry. He has plenty of witnesses. But, uh... You'd be in a slight jam, I imagine, if there were any fireworks. Give it to the kids, Soapy. That's a pretty funny bluff, Gorman. I've never seen a crooked gambler yet who'd risk gunplay. You heard me, Soapy. What, do you think Soapy's going to risk going to the chair to save your money? You heard me, Soapy. I'm sorry, boss. The guy's right. What? Boss, I've just resigned. Here, mister, you take the gun. I don't want it. Thank you, Soapy. You're showing excellent judgment. You little rat, I ought to... You ought to stay in your own backyard. That's what you ought to do. Well, so long, folks, uh... See at the junior league. You come back here, you dirty... Ah, 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 Gorman. You're a lady's present. No rough talk. I'll rough talk you when I get out of here. And as for you, Elwin, you dirty double Look who's like... talking. Marge, frisk him for weapons while I'm folding and stacking this money, would you? Oh, wonderful. Mr. Trent, you're a character. Honestly. He's a lousy... Tut, tut, tut. Junior, how much money do you suppose you've lost to Gorman, roughly? About $20,000 altogether. But it was on a regular dice table. Mm. Sure, with six ace flats. Huh? A dice loaded so you're bound to end up loser, even if you win a little once in a while. Percentage dice. You know all the answers, don't you? Yes, I think so. He isn't carrying any guns, Mike. Mike? You called him that once before. Sure. Mike Trent. Maybe you've heard of him. Oh. Yeah. I'll get you for this hell. You're not going to get anybody, Gorman. You can't make a beef without exposing your own crookedness, and if I were you, I'd see that nothing happens to Junior. What do you mean? I mean I'm making a full report of this game to the police. From now on, they'll be watching you all the time. You're shoving me right out of town. That's right. Any complaints? Look, all those uh, boxcars I rolled, I don't this... Oh, that. Well, you see, I had some adhero fluid in a sponge pinned inside my coat. You see? Adhero fluid? What are you talking about, Oh, you should keep up our new developments, Gorman. It's a fluid to load dice while a game's in progress. What? Yes, it's a clear plastic fluid that hardens when it comes in contact with celluloid. 
I gave the aces on those dice a good heavy coat of it while you were telling me you were going to take over. I didn't see you. Well, all I had to do was get the fluid on my fingers, Marge, and rub my fingers over the aces. The dice were so loaded that when Gorman took them up, they'd uh, turn, even on a soft, padded surface. You're the dirtiest crook I ever read. Oh, no, 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 not a dirty crook, Gorman. An honest crook. Here's your 20,000, Junior, and your 1,500, Marge. Oh, and, uh... Here's another 3500 to cover what your other friends lost, Junior. Gee, thanks. Mm-hmm. But uh, what do I owe you for your, um, your work, Mr. Trent? Not a cent, Junior. Somehow or other, I seem to have done all right. And now, here's a last word from the man who knows the rackets inside out, Mike Trent. Thank you. Well, I hope you like tonight's show. It should help convince you that anybody can be easy money for crooked dice game operators. And remember, not even the water test is infallible for crooked dice. Any game can be rigged in 50 different ways. So the one way to be safe is to keep out of the game. This is Mike Trent signing off with the thought that you can never stay even with the game when the odds are always against you. Remember, there's no such thing as easy money. have just heard another in NBC's new series, Easy Money, exposing the inside tricks of the gambler's trade. Be sure to listen again next week when Mike Trent shows how it's possible for you to be gypped on what may look like a perfectly respectable raffle. It's called the Lottery Racket. Featured in tonight's cast were Larry Haynes as Mike Trent with Wendy Drew, Peter Fernandez, Ralph Bell, and Maurice Tarplin. Script by George B. Anderson. Easy Money is produced and directed for Air Shows Incorporated by Blair Walliser. This is Bill McCord. Join your favorite couple, Fibber McGee and Molly, tonight on the NBC Radio Network. Welcome back. Oh, wow. This really, I think, could have been a hit series if it had aired a few years earlier. I love this, the way that they work this educational element in uh, to a story in a way that's interesting, that really gets you interested in the game and curious about uh, what's going on. And doubtless, while there have been some enhancements or improvements, uh, there are probably some gamblers out there using the same tricks shown in today's program. Uh, so this was uh, definitely enjoyable. Um, I will not have the titles of missing episodes. This is not a well-documented series, uh, so there's no full episode log available. So we have what we have, and we have the dates for when they aired, but as for the titles of the shows in between, wouldn't be able to tell you. That will actually do it for today. We'll be back tomorrow with the adventures of Philip Marlowe, and then join us back here on Tuesday for another episode of easy money. In the meanwhile, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.